very unpopular opinion, but I've been a very pro Washington supporter. Like, I think it's great that they did not allow home grow in the beginning. I don't think society was ready for that. I think that is just opening the can of like we worked in the gray area of the medical market for a few years before legalization. So I know about exploiting laws and interpreting them in a very easy way. And if you allow home grow, you're just opening that can of worms for black market drug dealers and things yeah. like that. Like, mm-hmm. where do you want the money to go to? Do you want it to go to the cartels? Because a lot of that's going to trickle up to the cartels. Or do you want it to fund schools, fund parks like Union Gap and Yakima built a skate park solely off of marijuana income tax revenue that is like a positive thing I think that is where like legalization is good hello and welcome to Tomversations that's T-H-O-M-versations where the H makes all the difference I'm your host Tom Cocaine and how the H are you? Really? How the H are you? You doing okay? Thing all right? You have enough toilet paper? Is uh, spouse getting on your nerves? How the kids doing? They being kids? How's your hair? <laughs> yeah, all these stay-at-home orders and don't go out and shop closings and you know, I I really feel for people. I still have a job. I mean, um, I go to work five days a week um, and do my job, and um, and that's that's fine. I work in radio and work at Northwest Public Broadcasting, and I'm the All Things Considered host, and I am considered essential, really kind of you know very essential. Uh, we our station on Northwest Public Broadcasting is a uh, uh, emergency broadcaster as well, so you know if case there's something else that goes on people stay in the know and so we're there for you right also online nwpb.org plug 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 but uh you know um i'm doing okay wife is okay we actually got in a little bit of a tiff here a while ago but you know it's we're so close all the time now we're very confined and so we you know we kind of went our separate ways came back apologized, talked about it, and um, it's fine. Everything is fine, but you got to realize everybody's going through the same thing. You know, you may think that you're the only one frustrated, scared, angry, upset, um, anxious. I'm there with you. I mean, sometimes I go all doomy gloomy, like, this is it, we're over. Oh, mankind is done. Then other times I'm like, got to remain positive. Elise, my wife, gave me something that I'm really focusing on, and that is that you want to focus on the positive outcomes that you want from this. What are the positive outcomes you want to happen? Focus on those and try to see what you can do to move those forward. But positive things, not negative things. You know, we're all paying attention now. We're all really paying attention. We're all very much in tune with what's going on. So, you know, make positive decisions. Move forward in a positive way. That's how I'm doing it. And what's helping me with that, by the way, is mindfulness. I, 
I talk about mindfulness many times. I say how it's really helped me, a great bit of meditation. And, you know, when we're all confined like this, tempers can get hot or, you know, you can just get upset. But before you react, you can just take a breath. Take a moment and think. You don't have to react right now. No one is forcing you. There's no time frame for what you want, how you act. You know, it's if it's, especially if it's something that gets you upset or gets you angry. Take a minute. Take a breath. Hold it just for a brief moment. Let it out. Think about what it is exactly that you want out of this. What's your outcome? What would you like to see here? You know, and make sure it's a positive thing. But do that. That's that's my that's the way I'm handling it. Take a breath, think about it, and then react. Don't just fly off the handle. It's, that doesn't help anybody. Isolation is no good. Make sure you get out there and visit people at a friendly social distance. So what did somebody say? Uh, uh, it's not social distancing. It's socializing at a distance. That's a, I love that. That's a good positive spin on it. Socializing at a distance. Today's guest you know my nephew, Zach. He talked about a year ago or so, maybe more, about uh, his pot farm. And uh, so we're going to revisit that, talk to him. And uh, quite honestly, I wasn't sure what um, if I wanted to continue with this. Um, I wasn't sure I wanted to do a normal conversation. One that was pre pandemic. Think about that for a minute. Wow. Wow. That just blew me away. I, what I said blew myself away. <laughs> yeah. There's pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. This is pre-pandemic uh, from uh, January 26th of this year. So it's uh, a few months old. You know, a uh, constant sponsor of this program is the Moscow Brewing Company. And, uh, you know, now is the time when you should be supporting your local brewer, local businesses in general. But, you know, if you're going to have a beer, get one that's made by somebody local, somebody you know. You can go there. You can talk to the person who made the recipe that created the beer that you're going to drink. Go to the Moscow Brewing Company. You know, we talk about the different beers they have. That's all well and good. But, you know, support local business. That's the main thing here, right? And if you're in Moscow, if you come to Moscow... You happen to drop by, come by and have a beer at Moscow Brewing Company, why don't you? They're good folks. Aaron and John there, brothers, putting it all together, doing their thing. And um, it's uh, it's where I go to have a beer most times, right? If I'm going to have a beer someplace, if I tell the wife, hey, after work, I'm going to go have a beer, she knows I'm going to go to the Moscow Brewing Company. Unless I say otherwise, you just know that's where I'm headed. And... Um, so that's it. Support your local brewer if you can, if you can have a beer. You know, they're doing their best to supply beer um, in to-go forms and various ways. But uh, mine is the Moscow Brewing Company, and I will continue to support them. So have a beer with me. We should do that sometime. Let's go have a beer. And this is when this coronavirus thing is, uh, you know, we can finally go out into the daylight. <laughs> Come and have a beer with me at the Moscow Brewing Company. See you there. I hope you are well. I hope your family is well. 
do the best you can. Wash your hands. Wash your damn hands. Have you seen all those great videos on washing your hands? I might. The way I wash my hands has totally changed. I mean, I could, like, the way after I wash hands, I could do brain surgery. Yeah, they're that clean. They're totally clean. No, they have my hands. You know, a lot of lotion. They're getting a bit dry from washing them so much. But, uh, you know, lotion is a good thing. Okay, I think that's it. I think I'm good. Focus on the things you want to see. Positive outcomes. And here's a good positive outcome. My, my talk with Zach. He's a good guy. Here you go. So, Zach. Hola. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so, okay. Let's, 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 let's start at the beginning. So, last, uh, it, was, it was a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a year ago. Um, we had a conversation, a Tom conversation. About uh, uh, your marijuana business, mm-hmm. and so, and that we also talked a lot about how you had it all hadn't been very long after you had just um, uh, moved to the new farm place, right? Yep. Like uh, so, that how long ago was that move? Now, oh, fuck. this will be our second. This was our second full season so mm-hmm. we that was what we're in 2019 yeah 2020 well yeah but last year's 19 yeah 18 so seven 2017 we moved okay yeah so a couple of years yeah first year was all build out construction mayhem and then the next year was like our first full crop and it sucked and then this last year was actually rather productive cool yeah. So are you two two years in after this move? Yep. Your assessment is it works. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, could be better. It's good for renting the land you're on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you ideally want to own the land you're farming. So that's like the next big step is finding property. But after that big move and everything, you found your, your company, uh, Binks Buds Noy. It's a, the company is that you uh, Old McDonald's Farm. Old McDonald's Farm because your partner EI Drow. Because your your partner um, TJ. Yeah, TJ. I'm like oh, BJ. All these other <laughs> day Jays are coming in. Sorry, but uh, TJ is last name is McDonald, yep. and you guys found out there's no McDonald's Farm. Yeah, um, and there was two. McDonald's farm brands out there. Hmm. We just got to it first because the other one was like O McDonald's, ah, instead of old McDonald's. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's cool. I fucking beat him, <laughs> beat him to the punch. <laughs> and so you, uh, but it's okay. That's the company and the thing yep. and the, the brands you sell are Binks Buds. Yep, that's our like premium line of flour and then old mcdonald's is our like b line of flour i guess you mm-hmm, could say mm-hmm. so you get top shelf and then mid shelf more right? like mid shelf and bottom shelf okay top shelf there's just that's pink spuds yeah pink spuds uh, yeah but it's like mid shelf oh okay um we don't really mess with anything like super high end top shelf just product doesn't move you know like you're I don't know which is going to sell more, Jose or the top shelf Patron. Yeah, right. Jose is going to be yeah, more Jose volume. Probably, yeah, more volume. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and we're like sun grown, so we're not like charging a premium indoor flower price for sun grown flower. Why is it more? Why is it less expensive to grow outdoors than indoors? Just because overhead. Of the lights? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My power bill doesn't even come close to touching like a similar size farm that's all indoor in a warehouse. Oh yeah. And yeah, like, I mean. Yeah, lights is one thing, but lights put off heat, so then you have cooling, humidity issues you have to deal with, and all that. Oh, it's just yeah, like never throw it's money. Greenhouse, at it. basically, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so we're all, yeah, we do, we have like our two greenhouses in the winter, and then we do all like light depth hoop houses in the summer. How do you, so, uh, okay, because I've, I've been out to, to your farm. It's in the, mm-hmm. uh, near the Columbia River outside of Mattawa. Yeah. Is that right? You're yeah. outside of Mattawa, or are you still in the city limits there? Is there city? Yeah, well, <laughs> there is a town called Mattawa. A, yeah, yeah, town limits, maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you could call it that, even. My address says Mattawa. So, okay, all yeah, right, so yeah. So you, I like you're to, very I like rural. to claim desert air, just because it's a little cooler. Yeah. You know? yeah, well, you're closer, really, to desert air, yeah. aren't you? Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, three miles from the bar. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Four miles from the boat launch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the important things. <laughs> and uh yeah, so the the thing too is that you it, it like you grow it all outdoors, but it's it's interesting how you've got it done cuz you've got um uh these hoop houses that you call them, right? Mm-hmm. And can you explain like that? Can you describe that? What it is? Uh yeah, it's basically just like a metal you know, when you think of like a metal greenhouse, just like the hoop hoops, I guess is what you'd call them. That like, you know, and then like a greenhouse, you put plastic on them. Mm-hmm. But it's a cold frame greenhouse, basically. And so, but instead of putting cold plastic, frame, what does that mean? Um, like we're not heating it. It's not like a rigid walled high tech greenhouse. Okay. It's like just another term people have used. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just a hoop house, and then we pull blackout tarps over it so that we can control when the plants flower, and we can also get two crops a year off of that. So, And then you grow also grow in the winter? Yeah, just to keep, like, genetics around and but is fun this, side projects. But it's not grown outside? Mm, it's in a green... No, it's not outside. Okay, it's, it's not like these hoop houses. It's kind of the same, but it's different. Okay. Because we have, like, heat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I don't know, like, the other day it was 11 degrees outside, so yeah. if you don't have heat, you're, you're going to die. Yeah. yeah, right. Welcome to it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's so like, though, we have two, like, smaller greenhouses, like, 1,200 square feet each that we heat throughout the winter and put 1,000-watt light bulbs in and grow our mother plants, do other, like, fun side projects. Um, yeah. And then the rest of the farm just kind of goes dormant for that time. And then starting April 1st to 15th, we start planting. Hmm. And how long does it take for a plant to go from, cause you're doing it now by seed. That was something we all talked about too, is that, uh, last time I went to visit you, is that, can I talk about that? Is that okay? No? Yeah. Yeah. We can touch on it. Okay. So, but you used to, uh, use, have mothering plants and you'd take clones from those. And then you'd make a, 
and so you'd make the the clone from that and mm-hmm. but now you've decided to go away from the clone part and go with just seats yeah we'll be doing both um the seats is definitely more of like a side project that i'm like it's another rabbit hole i'm diving into <laughs> okay um, so it's, another it's kind possible of like, way that you're looking into doing it yeah the yeah i mean like the there's advantages to both um advantages to clones would be this whole greenhouse is the same genetics like I mean like when you have a seeds think of them like your brothers and sisters right so yeah you all look very similar you know Aunt Molly's short yeah right you know so she'd I'm be tall. like the shorter yeah. indica like yeah. style and Molly is my my sister shout out to Molly um and then yeah like you're, you're everyone else is tall yeah so you know I, but everyone kind of looks really very similar, but so yeah, like with clones, like there'd be a, you know, 600 of you mm-hmm. and, you know, so like that one phenotype or genotype phenotype would be like this, you know, you'd have consistency like in THC, CBD content, you know, your flower, your aroma profile would all be the same the frostiness of the buds would all be very similar in the same, you know, depending on where they're positioned in the hoop house, that might change slightly, but very more, a lot more uniform seeds. You don't have the uniformity, like you, everyone's kind of brothers and sisters. So there's going to be a slight variation in it. So your consistency isn't going to be as on par as clones would be. Okay, so like when it, especially when it comes to say like uh, putting it out for uh, putting it out for sale, you got to know uh, it's uh, THC content. Yeah, know, well, so like each five pound peg gets tested for its THC, CBD, CBG, CBC, all these different cannabinoids, and so like each five pound lot is going to get tested. And so, like, when you have a big greenhouse and it's all clones, like, you can kind of expect all the test results to be very, very similar. And when you go with seeds, you don't have that as much. Uh huh. But then, like, seeds are a lot less labor intensive. You know, you just plant a seed in the dirt and it grows. Clone, you have to go cut a branch, clean it up, propagate roots out of it then take it out of your rooting and like plant it into the soil and like so you do all this work and then you're planting it into the soil now you've like planted the seed at the same time so by seeds you cut out that whole like section of yeah all that time how long does it take to go from clipping it to where it's uh, being put planted in the ground one i like to go two to three weeks okay so that's a that's i mean from two to two to three weeks to in the ground but then it takes much longer for that, though, to get to a height that a clone would be when it's in the ground already. What do you mean? So if I, what I'm saying is, like, when you put the seed in the ground, how long before it gets to the same height that the clone is? About, about the same. Okay. A couple of weeks. So it'll, but, but it'll definitely, not... like, catch up. But it'll catch up and, like, borderline surpass the clone. But there's not that labor intensiveness of making the yeah. clone. Yeah. So, like, you cut out a bunch of labor by just planting seeds. But, you know, there are the drawbacks. You can 
come across males, you know, even like feminized oh, seeds. Oh, yeah, right. Even feminized seeds, you're going to get a male every like 5,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or a hermaphrodite. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's drawbacks, but it's, you know, which way do you want to go? And the way the market has been, the market's up right now, but, you know, when you're the wholesale market's at like 40 cents a gram, like how much? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which is like Cheap. a year ago we were sitting here and it was like 40 cents a gram hand trimmed in five pound bags or one pound bags or whatever you're buying wholesale. Um, yeah, that's. So how many, well, if you, you just went from grams to pounds and my brain just fried. It's like 448 grams in a pound. Okay. So. So five pounds is 2250. Wow. Five pounds of yeah. marijuana for twenty three dollars. No, 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 no. No, what do you mean? No, so forty cents a gram. Yeah, and there's twenty two hundred and fifty grams in a pound. Oh, 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 oh. So oh, it's like oh. it's like when you're wholesaling, like making sales, like you're yeah. you're buying like five pounds at a time. Okay. Or you know, like that's how it's lotted out in Washington State is five pounds. You know, for each test result. So. Well, I, dude, we got we were smoking before we got here. My brain can't do that math. What's the cost there? Oh fuck, I'm smoking. I can't do the math. Okay, either. here we go. We're gonna, we're gonna... We just break it down to the grams, really. You know okay. I mean? Well, I, I want to know. I mean, because okay, yeah. So it is okay, by the so gram. Forty cents a gram. There's four hundred forty eight point four. Do four fifty. Just round it up. What four fifty for a pound? Okay, four hundred fifty times point four. It was 180, so it's 180 oh. bucks for five pounds. No, a pound for a pound. Yeah, so times five. So yeah, okay, yeah. okay, oh, right. Mental gymnastics. Yeah, kind of so, difficult. Um, but yeah, so about prices aren't what they used to be. Yeah, so that's uh, 400, 500 dollars for a pound of marijuana, right? Like five pounds. God, why can't I get that right? No, so yeah. five pounds. Yeah, you're getting it for like 600 bucks or so, something like that, you know, back then. Now the prices are up like 75 cents a gram hand trimmed. So, you know, they've doubled. People went out of business. <coughs> as, people went out of business as well as like farms didn't do a crop last year because the year before prices were at 40 cents a gram hand trimmed <laughs> outdoor. Wow. Like, it is going to be cheaper for us to just not turn this thing on for the year. Let the market kind of sort itself out. And then, you know, maybe next year we'll plant a crop if prices are better. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the people that are in this, like, this is their side investment money. There's a lot of farms that are owned by, like, 10 people. Yeah. And so it's not their, like, main source of income. Where mm-hmm. for us, it's like, okay, well, shit, prices are down but we just gotta fucking grind it out yeah well that's that that makes isn't that what you should do right i mean if you're a farmer i mean i don't know i'm I'm thinking not just you but to me it makes more sense to put a crop in the ground whatever the price is because you have to have something to sell unless you're gonna lose money by like paying all the labor to grow the crop because you're not the one doing it Hmm. you know it's just like any business like if you're losing money it can potentially be better to like step back and like let the market do its thing and then well if prices go up we'll plant a crop or you know if prices don't go up let's just try to sell our farm oh oh 
yes, I've like I have a couple friends of friends who have like shut their farm down um, for the last year, and I was like, and now they're kicking themselves in the ass because well, prices are double what they were a year ago, and they should have put a crop in, but they didn't. And when prices drop, people aren't expanding their farms. Um, so, yeah, that all helps bring the prices back up. So you, you stuck it out. Yeah. Uh, just like, okay, just keep producing. Yeah, and just like, you know, we got sh- kicked out of Kittitas, and we were like their poster child. But, like, Yakima County, there's a has been in band since day one. And farms went in there, ignoring the ban. Now, like, you know, 2014, like, now, like, four or five years later, the county is, like, starting to enforce their ban. After all these companies have been farming for a while, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, now they're going in, shutting down the store. A bunch of farms went out of business or had to move. And, like, not everyone is ready to up and move their whole farm. Yeah, right? You know, like, for us, we're in our 20s, so we have a lot of, like, motivation, a lot of go. Like, this is, like, what we've put all of our life funds and everything into. Mm -hmm. If we were in our 50s or 60s and this was, like, our side investment pet project, it's like, well... Do I really want to go through all this hassle again or not? Yeah. And that's kind of like, that's definitely helped bring the prices yeah, back up. This is your lifeblood, really. This yeah. is it. I mean, you either you make a go of it or you don't. But it seems you're doing good. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah we've yeah, we've added the beeline and really streamlining our packaging. We're currently tripling the size of our packaging square footage. So we're expanding. Um, especially with the prices that are at right now, it's been great. It's also kind of sucked because we're like playing the processor side of things. So that's probably, we're having to pay more for weed from other farms, but in the end, like that's a good thing. You know, you don't want your farmers to go out of business. Yeah. Cause this was, cause some, that's your supply. Yeah. But this was something I didn't know too, is that you will buy another farm's product, but put your label on it. Yeah, we're not estate-grown. We don't claim to be, um, especially for, like, our cheaper lines. Um, that was one thing that we started it with because we're trying to go out and buy weed during this move because, well, we didn't have a crop. We had to tear our farm down, like, fucked everything up. And you're, we're trying to, like, buy weed at the quality standards that we use for pink spuds. Mm-hmm. And it was just nearly impossible to find weed that hit that quality that was sun grown and at a price that we could actually be profitable to package it and Mm -hmm. sell and distribute it to stores. So that's when we brought on this, the beeline because it was a lot easier to find cheap outdoor weed. And it turns out people love to buy cheap weed. Whoa. Wow. You know, and as you as you're telling me about this, how like uh, uh how you can do, you've got another line, but mm-hmm. wineries do the same thing. Uh I know oh, yeah. they'll go, like they don't have enough or they want to make they have another like label and they'll just say, Okay, it's a new year, but they didn't grow it. They didn't it's not their wine, it's somebody else's wine, but they just put their label on it. 
And, you know, it's their beeline, like you said, like yeah, and whatever often, that is. Yeah, and like the wine that you buy at Safeway, if you go to that winery, the wine bottle that you're going to spend probably like 10 to or so more dollars on that oh, same bottle. Way more, yeah. Yeah, it's, but it's going to be a better quality than the one that you're getting at Safeway. No, I'm not. No, it's going to be the same. I'm saying like, okay. Like you, don't think have, it, you don't think it's better? No, it's the same wine. Is it? Yeah. It's like, if you know, if you go get a beer uh, from a brewery and that beer that it's in that, that glass and they put it in the can, it's that same, it's the same beer, but I'm saying they have a different, a different line. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, okay, let's say, uh, uh, of, uh, Yakima Vineyards, right? If that's a winery, right? <laughs> so in yeah. case you got Yakima Vineyards, but they may have another, they have all their wine, Yakima Vineyard, uh, Merlot, Riesling, et cetera, but they'll have another line, call it like, uh. Uh, five buck chuck. Yep. Five buck chuck. Okay. It's just cheap wine. We got, but they, but they don't grow it. They just put the, they just put a different name on it and sell it. Yeah. And that way they're keeping their packaging line. Yeah. Flowing and still making money on and, it. And like if you, especially if you just call it like a, a, a blended red, changes every year. That's going to yeah. be different. Every bottle you get is going to be different probably. Yeah. And that's like our beeline is. Yeah. It's whatever we're buying. That's what we're putting in the bag and we're. Here you go. It's a different strain. It's whatever, but you're able to walk out the store with a ten to fifteen dollar eighth. Wow! And a ten to fifteen dollar eighth. God dang it, man! Yeah. Wow. When I was uh, I let's see, forty dollars as an eighth was pretty standard. Yeah, back in the day, shit for something good, it was like sixty to. Fuck, I spent up to eighty bucks for an eighth one time back in the day. Wow. You know. Not now we wow we yeah something that <laughs> you just don't normally get yeah um right. and like there's definitely like the top end top shelf stuff that like is still at those prices but I mean you can talk to any retailer and they they don't fly off the shelf and there is such variety mm-hmm. um there's a store right across the border here um. Uh, Henry's or whatever. No, oh, no, it was in. Come on, brain. What's the name of that? No, there's that too. There's Butthead. But if you just go into any one of these shops, and this is in rural Whitman County, Washington. And although it is a college town, and there are four, four or five marijuana shops here, but the variety that you can get for whatever you're looking for is amazing. Yeah, it's really mind blowing. And not like that, but what kind? <laughs> what effect? Go and talk to your bud tender. You yeah, know, and they'll, what? what kind of effect are you looking for? Or you know, what are you looking for in this marijuana? What are you hoping to get out of it? Yeah, and hopefully wow. the bud tender is going to be good enough that they're actually going to be knowledgeable enough to tell you. I mean, geez, that is a lot of work. Think about that. I mean, you have to smoke a lot of pot to be a bud tender. Yeah, they also get to smoke a lot of pot. Oh, wow. Um, I because that sounds to me. Like being a bud tender, that's kind of that's kind of cool. You know your marijuana. You know you know what it does. You kind of have an idea of its effect. You've you've tasted it. You've smelled it. You smoked it. But my God, that's a that's a job outside of the job to keep up with all that. Yeah, and there are some really good bud tenders out there. Yeah, and there's also some really there's also some cashiers. Yeah, right. It's high. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like. I don't know. Bud tenders are kind of like the princesses 
of the industry. <laughs> really? Can they tell if there's a pee in their bed? <laughs> like under the mattress? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? And I say that with love and hope that they'll push our products. <laughs> but it's like they just and I don't know if it's like bud tenders or it's our generation or if it's I don't want to talk shit. But they just like expect a lot. Uh-huh. And at the end of the day they're running a cash register and selling you pot. Yeah. If you go to Safeway, there's not going to be like 30 wine buffs that work there and like telling you everything you need to know about every different wine bottle and Mm -hmm. helping you choose the exact wine you want. Mm -hmm. Granted, that's not like a product-specific store like Mm -hmm. a pot shop is, but... To have all these different butt tenders who like want to just be pampered all the time with free products and all this other oh, things. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I should be making a lot more money. And it's like, well, at the end of the day, like, I think it's going to sort out to like where you'll have like a couple real knowledgeable, well paid butt tenders at each store. So, like, each shift, uh, you're yeah. going to have like someone who's like just a pot guru. Uh-huh. And then you'll have cashiers. Yeah. You you go into a liquor store. Do you go ask the person what's what's going to give me the right effect? What's going to have the right oh. notes of this rum or <laughs> yeah. whatever? Well, yeah, they're pretty knowledgeable there at the liquor store, I think. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've gone into some liquor stores, and I don't think all of them are that knowledgeable. Oh no, definitely no. It's I mean, it's, you, it's it's you know it's it, a, a, they're running know. a cash register, scanning yeah, a yeah, barcode, definitely, taking definitely. your money, and saying have a nice day. And, yeah, right. You know, at the end of the day, like when you have a line out the door for your pot shop, like how much time can you really put into each sale? You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, there's a turn rate that you need to do, and I wonder if there's a because the, just thinking of different pot shops I've been in. And um, they all have some kind of a person behind the counter. I wonder if that person just, be, you need somebody to ring you up, right? But have it open like a grocery store or like, you know, you can just go and pick the ones you want. Mm. Or is it, we still at a stage where people just don't, aren't knowledgeable enough and they need to ask somebody what's going on, you know? I like theft is such a big issue that they don't want you just grabbing the product well the, the thing is i think it would be uh, I'm, I'm sure that i know theft exists right but when you go into a store and the first thing they ask you for is your id i think if you're gonna be there's gonna be way less of of a chance of that happening but then again most thieves are opportunists yeah so i've got well tj's brother owns a couple pot stores um tacoma house of cannabis and tacoma obviously um there's Tenasket House of Cannabis and then Carlton Cannabis. If you're in any of those towns, I highly recommend stopping at those stores, picking up some of our products, uh, supporting uh, the brothers. Right? Um, yeah. But he he sends me Snapchats all the time of like, oh, you're this fucking idiot. Like, trying to, and they're, they're clever too. They'll like grab, you know, they'll have like four or five products sitting out on the counter that they're talking to. And they'll be like, he's so this one, and this lady was like, Grab this, 
slid these over, like making room to like put money out. And like, as she was like, she grabbed the first one, slid it in her pocket, like stepped to the side, like there's like a little wall kind of thing in the mm-hmm. counter there, slid it in her pocket as she's with her other hand moving deals. And then like brings her other, hand, like super smooth. If you weren't paying attention and like, this is on camera, he's showing, showing me the security wow. system. Uh-huh. And they're just fucking good, dude. Yeah. I'm they're, not that good. I, yeah, I mean, I, I try, but yeah. <laughs> fucking hey, that takes some skill. I, I worked in a grocery store for 16 years. There's some really good shoplifters. There are some really good ones. People who we knew were shoplifting and we could not catch them. Really? Oh, yeah. We knew, we know they're shoplifters. I mean, you you just see them come in, you know they're shoplifters. They're acting, just they, they act a certain way. They're always looking at you, always looking out. It's just, there's a, like when you work in retail for a long time, you can kind of like, that guy, that, look at that guy. You know, watch that guy. He's a shoplifter. And or, that's where marijuana paranoia comes from. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do the same thing. I'm like, fuck, I'm acting weird. Do people think I'm shoplifting? Oh, my God. What the I, fuck am I doing? I'm too high to be in here right now. I'll go in a grocery store but and kind of watch people just to look for shoplifters sometimes. Like when, I, when Elise and I go in the grocery store together, I'll be sitting there looking at somebody that's like, looking for people to shoplift because I still know that's a shoplifter. Yeah. Just by the way they're like looking at things like, you know, going around like this one old lady, I, I knew she was a shoplifter because she had come around a corner and then was looking when she came around the corner, she kind of slid out and was only looking toward the cash registers and kind of looking. And then the way she kind of looked around, like, is, is anybody watching me kind of look? And then out the door, I'm like, she just stole something. Yep. She just stole something. But Anyway, so yeah, yeah don't do that in a pot shop. Yeah, Have no. it open up like a like a Seven uh, Eleven uh, of marijuana. Yeah, I don't. Society is not ready for that yet. I mean, okay. People are going in buying our. I don't know who does this. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I sell we sell pot to the store, and after that, it's out of my hands. Mm-hmm. But there's people that walk in there, buy our cheap weed, go out and fucking sell it on the corner of the. Sh- streets like really you can oh wow yeah i guess that would be a thing yeah because then you could sell to people who aren't 21 yeah they still gotta get weed i was smoking before i was 21 that's true like be real about it mm-hmm. you know it's happening mm-hmm. such is life mm. yeah well you don't really want you, you don't know. want that you'd like i mean that's i mean but consumers are gonna drive the price down and He's going to make a, a, yeah, if he can make a, fuck, yeah. I mean, seriously, when you get, what would you say? What would you say? What are you saying? $15, $15, $20 for an eighth? 10 to 15 for 10 an eighth. 10 to 15 on the street corner so you're for doubling 25? your money? Yeah. 30? I mean, just make it, you know, what, and if, okay, well, you can't get it. I can make 50 bucks or, you know, back to the old days, like we were saying, 40 hey, bucks. Mister. Yeah, to $40 would be a great deal. Yeah. Hey, just go to the cash machine, get two 20s, come back. Yeah, and like, there's a lot of, lot of pot shops in wow. very poverty stricken areas, and they don't have the funds to buy expensive weed. But they'll fucking buy a blunt wrap and smoke some shitty weed, and still get high. Yeah. Yep. That's that's one of the reasons blunts came about. Yeah, that's why I started smoking blunts. I smoked blunts from the beginning because all we had was shitty Mexican brick. <laughs> Pull off the steeds and stems like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no seeds in the stuff you're buying now at that stove. <laughs> yeah, and like people say that like 
pot's getting better and better, and it definitely is. But there's always been good weed out there, and I I think there's like a larger flood of like there has been a larger flood of like just shittier weed because prices are dropping, and it's like okay, well buyers are gonna beat you down on price so much. Like well, okay, if I drop my price any lower, we have to cut steps out of what we do to be able to be profitable mm-hmm. selling at this price. So, yeah, and again, that's, like, why we brought on the beeline so that we could cut out some of those, like, it's not hand-trimmed. Yeah. If I paid someone to hand-trim it, uh, we would not be profitable. And we'd go out of business, and then... That's bad. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> and that's where, like, the fucked-up side of the industry was, is because, like, stores had the... Stores had you buy the balls. Oh, Yeah. And they'd beat you down on price and beat you down on price. And I know, like, processors who beat farmers down on price so much that it's like they put that farmer out of business. And now there's no farm to go back to to get that product. Wow. So, like, yeah, you supply and demand. You got to, like, lower, stay current with the prices in the market. But if you beat up your source so much that they go out of business, that's not good business either. Yeah, but there'll be another source, right? But but they got, because that's the business. I mean, I guess it depends on how uh, cutthroat you are, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Because I don't, I'm not a business person. I don't, uh, I don't pretend to be. Um, and, but the, when you, but that's the goal, right? You buy low, sell high, right? Yeah. So what's the lowest price you can get me? And well, you know, they sold. I mean, they don't have to agree to sell. Yeah. You know, so uh-huh. you can't really blame the purchases so much as the sellers. If they if they're selling a product that they know they can't make a profit off of, or because they have to, that's well. That is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know? well, well, and that's where the, where is that fine line? Like, are you beating them up so much? Or are you doing shady, shisty shit? Like mm-hmm. agreeing to a certain price, they show up and you say, see. "No, I'm going to reject this." But you know what? If you want to sell it to me, knock fifty cents off of it, and like, then we'll talk again. After you just drove across the state with either stores that do this, or I've heard it from a lot of farm like processors, like show up with a delivery of like, you know, $5,000 order or more, whatever, packaged, labeled, delivered. They say no. So then you got to like, say no. They turn it away at the door? Turn it away at the door after what? like borderline agreeing with it. And then, borderline agreeing with it. There's nothing written. There's, you know, like handshake email, deals, email, but there's no official contract. Like, like we will supply you this with this much. You just kind of order it and we're coming. Yeah. I mean, do you have like a written contract with Amazon every time you buy something? Oh, kind of. Like what? They have like a, your, a like user agreement and like you, yeah. as a store, you agree to these terms. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you don't like it, you just send it back. Got right? it. Right. But Got what they're right. doing is they're saying... Okay, yeah, we don't like this. We're gonna you know, just take it back. Yeah, but but yeah, but if you wanna not have to drive it across the state, and then what? You know, then what? Then, then you've then got like, this all this product that you just yeah, sitting there that's sitting there, and you're that's oh money sitting God. there. Oh yeah, and then they. But just... you, but if you cut the price down to this, we'll buy it right now. And like that happened to a lot <sighs> of farms. It's fucked up. You know, I can understand, like, hey, like, there's a couple of units that, oh, these don't look oh, that good. That you know, the trim dirty. job on this is terrible. Like, you know, a couple of units here and there, like, hey, it's whatever. 
But I mean, we've dropped, we fired stores. We will not sell product to them because they're so picky. They want the they want the Bink Spuds at the old McDonald's price, and like it's like, dude, you get what you pay for, for one. And if you can't have the world, so don't put us out of business. If wow. you're gonna try to put us out of business, like fuck you. Wow. Okay. So that's how like that's it, that would happen happen with a farm. Yep. Yeah, because like a lot of Similar farms thing. are like farm process, like they package their own and sell it to stores. Fuck. I just don't think that way. I just. I, the, well, but apparently people do. I know. I, it it's always blows up. me away that there are people that think in that way to in order to just beat you with for money. And I just. God. Well, the great thing is then, like, then all of a sudden there's a shortage last summer. Stores are fucking calling, saying, yeah, we'll take whatever. And it's like, you know what? I remember when you did this to me. So fuck you. I'm going to go to your competitor, and I'm going to sell to them at a better price than I'm offering to you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you for being a dick. Right. And that's where we're young and stupid, and but we have our... Fuck you, money. Yeah, right. That's what we like to call it. Fuck yeah. You. That's, that's you know, very important to have. There man. are hundreds of stores, and we're only in 10. So why why do I need to bend over and fucking take it from you? Yeah, right. When your competitor will be happy to purchase it and work responsibly and build a nice business-to-business relationship. Yeah. Can I just... What the... Fuck. I mean, now I can I can I can understand this if that there was some somehow there is that bad blood something happened, and okay, and then they fucked us because whatever reason, okay, yeah. like maybe it's somebody getting back at somebody, but just to do that, how can you even have any kind of relationship with anyone except those who are willing to be extorted? Yep, and like I mean, there was world of weed in Tacoma. You know, we had a great relationship with them. We were their number one outdoor. Are you sure you want to talk about this? Yeah. Okay. Their number one outdoor cannabis product. And when we moved, we we fucked up. We tried to cut things to, like, just shove weed out the door so we could, like, get rid of it and move. And our quality went down to where it wasn't selling as much. And they were, like, starting to reject orders and... They rejected like a $15,000 order because, you know, we shit hit the fan. We fucked up. And then so we decided, you know what? Nope. We are no longer selling weed to you. We're not ready to do this. We just got shut down. We need to move, get reestablished, and then, like, let's come back. So we don't end things with bad blood. We're going to pull our product. You find someone else, and when we're ready, we'll come back, and hopefully you'll carry us again. And now they carry us again. That's a great relationship. Yeah. Why can't they all be like that? <laughs> Why can't you just tell people, like, we, the product that we have is not up to our standard. Yeah. Therefore, we're not going to sell it to you. That, no, I don't want that product. Like, if I'm a business, yeah. I, I don't want that product. Thank you for telling me that your product isn't as good as it used to be and you hope to do better. So I'm not even going to put it out there. I don't want to sell that. Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, like me. I don't want to put my name on it. Right. There you go. Right? Right? Your name's on that shit. Yeah. Because your nickname is Binks. Yeah. So, you know, and or, you know, I wouldn't be opposed if I my name was on that if it was sold at the right price point. And, you know, you know, you get what you pay for. So, like, that's where, like, that weed just yeah. wasn't trimmed well. It was rushed. That would have been prime old McDonald's 
buds. And you know what? Old Mc, I am, Old McDonald's has a BB on the back. I am very proud to put my name on that. Yeah, it's saved yeah. our company, and it's we are upfront with what it is. You know, we do a sale, and it's like, look, this is rough. It's machine trimmed, not hand trimmed. It's outdoor weed. It doesn't look the best. The THC content's going to be like, or the cannabinoid content will be like fifteen to twenty. Five, yeah. who knows? It's going to be a wider range, and mm-hmm. it's going to be not as good of quality as Bing's Buds, but I am telling you all of this up front so that you know that when you get these bags, you're getting them at 5 bucks an eighth. Well, you, you triple it, sell them for 15 and they're your, they're your lost leader almost. You know, stores will like less than three-fold us. They'll do like 2.5 us or two-fold us. In some cases, like on sale... That's their lost leader. It gets people in the door like, oh, we have ten dollar eights. They come in and then it's the bud tender's job to upsell you, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you can get this, but really if you could spend like a couple dollars more, you can buy, you know, this product and it'll be a lot better quality, blah, blah, blah. So Wow. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as you should, you should buy be diversified. Yeah. Uh, there's I don't think there's uh, you know, uh like uh, we just for example Think about it at the same kind of a level as like washing machines. We just got a new washing machine. There is every level of washing machine, oh, and bet. companies are proud to put Maytag on it. Right? Maytag has a top of the line. They also have a bottom line. Yeah. There's no there's no harm in that. Everybody knows. You know, this mm-hmm. is like these are different models. They all do different things, but this one's this is why this washing machine is two hundred and ninety nine dollars and this one is twelve uh twelve hundred. Yeah. You know, they they that's the range. If you're looking, I mean, like you could you could spend. What is it? What is one? Was what's the name of that company? I think the like the washing machine and dishwasher. I mean, the washing machine and uh, dryer uh, each are like twenty four hundred dollars each. Yeah, so you're looking at forty eight hundred dollars, and I mean, you can get a washing machine for like I said, you know, that range is right in there. So ours, this ours is like uh, I think we spent eight hundred dollars on it, right? No, but. The, yeah, that, good, you're good mid shelf. Yeah, right. You're good. That's but that that's the high. That's a high end machine mm-hmm. at a good price. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm 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 high, and I'm just suddenly like weaving this story of the washing machine into how you get like you have different levels of product. Yeah. So totally. yeah. I mean, yes. Everyone does it. Yes. Um, yeah. So you know, then the other one is like you know you can white label. So like Kirkland, for example, like their vodka is. Made by Grey Goose. Yeah. Yeah. Well And so Grey Goose is white labeling for Kirkland. But it's just the they're but they're just the the stiller, right? I mean, they'll just it's like borderline I, I It's don't not know. the same recipe. It's just the place where it's made. Yeah, it's probably a little different, I guess. So I wonder there's I don't the, really drink vodka, well, but you point, know, it's like that company is putting out another product. Yeah. And they're white labeling it. They're not putting their Right, okay, you call that it. white labeling. I yeah. see. Got it, got it, got it. Which makes me think of white labeling, makes me think of like uh, uh cause this is before your time, but there was for a, a while there. Beer. Yeah. Uh generic. Yeah. Generic. Green beans or whatever. Yeah. It's just a white label, black black word on it. Yeah. Paper towels. Toilet paper. That's it. That was the name of it. Beer. I drank a lot of beer. I you did. <laughs> I did because that was college around, you know, in that time for me. It yeah. was beer, paper um, towels. And they were just low-end products. Like I think what the store brand now, 
Arb, you know. So we have Bink Spuds, Old McDonald's, and then we do some like white labeling for cheap ounces, and mm-hmm. it is called Cheap Weed. <laughs> nice. And it is a black and white label. Nice. So, nice. I same love that. concept. I love that. Yeah, except now I'm like going in and like making a really cool label, and it'll still say Cheap Weed. But oh, that's, but that's your label? Yeah. Oh, that's just, that's awesome. Yeah, we have the DBA of cheap weed in Washington. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How did you get that? That's a that's a good get. Um, that's a good get. TJ did it. I don't know. We just well, you just asked for them, and no one else did. Dude, I I would sell. I yeah, that's a great name right there. You know exactly what it is. Very simple. Cheap weed right yeah. there. Cheap weed, and uh, I can read it from across the counter. Yeah, so I'm like, well, then being graphic designer, like, what well, font is, did you use? It it was just um, honestly, I didn't even design that. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. No, TJ just typed it into our label printer, and it says cheap weed. So whatever, <laughs> oh, no, okay, okay, whatever, so like, whatever font that is on the on the printer. Yeah, it's, it's sans serif. Um, okay, you know, probably like a good Helvetica or a, yeah, yeah, Times New Roman. No, no. Um, oh well, I like Helvetica. Who doesn't like Helvetica? Really? I mean, they're, yeah, it's something along those lines. Something very standard. My Raid Pro or whatever, whatever the default is. On yeah, the I'd table. go with Helvetica. It's a, it's a very much loved. It's my favorite font ever. Yeah, okay, my got mine is uh, uh, oh, uh, it's a Microsoft one, a Trebuchet. Trebuchet, that's good. Yeah, mostly because I, I chose Trebuchet. I'm like, what is that? That's you know what a Trebuchet is, right? The, it's a it's an old, uh, I believe, a French design for launching rocks. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> right? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so th- I'm like, oh, what is that? I'll, does it, like, print them out? Like, you, it's like you, you hit an A and out pops a tre- picture of a trebuchet. And uh, so, and not only that, but it's a, it's also a sans serif. And it's really easy to read. Mm. Yeah. Because I did it for a, I used to do a... Uh, Newsletter for uh, Ellensburg Telephone. I used to fuck with my fonts and the spacing and kerning in school so that I would have, I could get away with like writing a three page paper and it would be a lot less than three pages of content. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So mess with the spacing of the letters and then different fonts will be like a little bit wider letters. (laughs) So then you can, don't have to write as much. That was my. Little tricks. Yeah. The teachers know, by the way. You could yeah, do... probably. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this one has a lot more words in it than this one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dude. So, wow. That blows me away. Blows yeah. me away. So, being a graphic designer, though, like, that's ugly. And we don't have to pay someone else to do all of our package design and mm-hmm. everything. So right. I'm and no, taking but, cheap but, weed and like we're turning it into a brand. Yeah. And like I'm doing a custom printed bag design. Is this something, so this is beyond Old McDonald's. It's another yeah, one. Yeah, this is cheap. cheaper than Old McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, nice. I yeah. like that. I mean, I can just see you like, I really, like to me, when I think of that, I think of like a, like a pack of cigarettes, but it's like you buy a pack of joints. Yeah. And it just says cheap weed on it. Cheap weed joints or something just like that. Uh, on a label, I don't know. But I can just buy a six pack of joints and a little package that looks like a cigarettes, and away you go. Yeah, I just, that image just came to me. So there you go. You're welcome for the idea. All right, take thanks. that and run it. Make a million dollars, and then 
forget me when I'm dead. Right. <laughs> You're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was too quick. That was know, too quick. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so um, what else about the marijuana industry? I actually, like, was laying in bed. I just did a little bit, like, you know, marijuana laws. Mm-hmm. What's new in marijuana law that mm-hmm. recently in Washington State that's – because what didn't – wasn't there something just recently – we did talk about yesterday about Trump. Uh, you were saying, hey, maybe Trump will sign legalizing yeah, weed. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, listen, there, there's something uh, in Congress. There's, a house. there's always there's seems a, like a to be bill one. Going through the house. Yeah, there's always something go through. Yeah. Decriminalize marijuana. I should, I should know that. Would you mm. want stores or would you not want stores? Colorado, you can grow your own weed up to a certain amount of plants. I think that's. I think those regulations are very important and that is why I've been a this is very unpopular opinion but I have been a very pro Washington supporter like I think it's great that they did not allow home grow in the beginning I don't think society was ready for that I think that is just opening the can of like we worked in the gray area of the medical market for a few years before legalization so I know about exploiting laws and interpreting them in a very easy way. And if you allow home grow, you're just opening that can of worms for black market drug dealers and things yeah. like that. Like, mm-hmm. where do you want the money to go to? Do you want it to go to the cartels? Because a lot of that's going to trickle up to the cartels. Or do you want it to fund schools, fund parks like Union Gap and Yakima built a skate park solely off of marijuana income tax revenue that is like a positive thing i think that is where like legalization is good mm-hmm. and then yes i don't know i'm a problem legalization i think decriminalization opens a can of worms especially for something that society has been told they can't have this all of a sudden you can have all you want of it and do whatever you want with it like it could just breed chaos i guess Mm -hmm. not that marijuana is like something you have to worry about like there's no marijuana heads running around marijuana heads i know right i'm just like trying to. they're called potheads thank you but i'm just like you know like crackheads you know it's not like that yeah yeah it's not people tearing stuff down in order to get a fix yeah but then i think i think my other unpopular opinion would be all drugs should be legalized Because I think everything borderline should be legalized, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. There's there's something that someone wants. Why should they not be able to get it as long as it doesn't harm anyone else? Well. So, like, if if you're a crackhead and you go and rob your grandma's house, should you get in trouble for doing crack or should you get in trouble for the criminal offenses you made? Yeah. The well, both. What you put into your body, like shouldn't matter well there's a it's no one else's business uh and yes it may like make someone quote unquote make someone go do something terrible but that's already a offense in itself Mm -hmm. and yeah i don't know they're gonna get it either way making something illegal there's still prostitution Marijuana has been here since before 1937. It never went away. 
alcohol never went away. There's a huge meth problem in the world. It's illegal, but it's still there. Guns, where do most gun offenses, mass shootings happen? Where there aren't any. So Las Vegas. Yeah. Schools, <laughs> churches. Oh, I'm talking, thinking snipers from hotel rooms shooting people where there's a lot of guns. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not as if there's an absence of them. There is in schools. You're not allowed to bring guns into schools, which I, I agree with. But it's just, it's a, it's a trend that I'm seeing over all industries. Mm-hmm. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. You know what I mean? I don't know. But, yeah, that's where it's like marijuana. We fought for legalization of marijuana. We finally got it. It was never gone. But, yeah, that's where I think there should be, like, restrictions on it. But still be open for adult use. Mm -hmm. Where I my interpretation of decrim decriminalization would be anyone could have it. And yeah. it's been shown that it's not good for teens to smoke weed. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I don't know. Well, it depends. It, well, it's not just to smoke weed on a regular basis. It's not like just go and smoke weed. It's not good for you. Yeah. I mean, you can say it about alcohol, too. You shouldn't do either. But, um, yeah. but yeah, if you do it on a continual basis, there have been, it's been shown that if you do it, the younger you do it, the more you have trouble uh, focusing on certain tasks. I just uh, just saw something on this. But uh, anyway, it does definitely affect your brain. But if you do it later in life, it doesn't have as nearly as effect, much effect on on your brain. Yeah. But the effects marijuana has on the brain, we really don't know much besides just what how it affects the cannabinoid system. Receptors. Yeah, receptors. Yeah. And how that whole system works. So, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, so I guess that's how I've just always like interpreted the difference between decriminalization and legalization is that legalization, there would be an actual legal market mm. after being illegal. And then decriminalization, it would be like, well, you can have it. And where you got it, we just won't ask. Yeah, I uh, I probably should have done more research on that before. Like, I just like, yes, I'm for decriminalization of it because then you're not, you can have it and it's not illegal, you know, to have it. Yeah. And uh, I kind of like that. But now, you know, you think about it deeper, like, okay, I'll have to, I, I changed my opinion. Maybe I'll have to look more into it, the legalization. Oh, same here. I, mean, I, I, need to, I need to have my mind changed. Everybody needs to change their mind on things. They're hot button issues, but if you don't talk about them and no one shares their opinions, nothing is going to happen. Yeah. You're true. Yeah. I mean, as like divided as the country is, I think it's. In a way, it's great that everyone has the ability to voice their opinions. And, mm -hmm. you know, at the same time, it's not great because some people are a little too far out there. Yeah. Um, you know, or it, people get too riled up about it. And if we could just talk about the issues and, like, take a step back from, like, our personal feelings with everything and, like, hey, well, like, how can we really, like, address this issue? Because the way we've been addressing it has not worked and clearly is not working and is not going to work in the future. So we need – there needs to be change. And well, to the, have changes, you have to have conversations. Well, it's so tribal. 
it's like I'm on the right. Yeah. I am a Republican. I'm a Democrat. It's just very tribal right now. And like you know, I hear we're tribal people from the very beginning. Well, yes, but we used to be working together as the big tribe instead of my tribe, your tribe. You know, it's we used to be about worried about us. We're more worried about doing stuff for ourselves instead of for like what Lee says, I do something for me and then I do something for the we, for we being Tom and Elise, and I just love that idea. One yeah. for me, one for us. So what? And uh, so, but it seems like we're not thinking that way as a nation at the moment. That's uh, the the way I see it. It's like I'm. What can I do that's good for me? Mm-hmm. And I think it maybe is bad for you. You can't have. But there's nothing that I seems like people are really trying to do for the entire nation. To and I don't. I don't know. That's eh. Maybe. Yeah, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I know there are people who are doing it, but that's the way I think the, that's kind of a... No, I think you're right on. I mean... Maybe. So it's, a, it's right there. Yeah, you can see it just in all the media. I mean, there's certain news, there's news channels that are super liberal, there's news channels that are super Republican, and they have the same story, but they tell the story completely differently, and... They're like, it's just like the Facebook stuff, you know, like whatever you hit on is what you're going to get more often. And it just like fuels the fire. And like when I hear people being interviewed, like about what do you think of uh, the the impeachment, right? And they'll, they'll just, they'll say a talking point that you hear the Republican leaders say. Yeah. Almost verbatim. So you know that they're listening to that same media. Yep. And it's like they... They make the point very clear, very cut, very like, ah, uh, it's like this. Like, wow. Wow. Just like the power of how the, mani- the media is also manipulated mm-hmm. in order to get that certain words out. Yep. So, wow. I mean, it, wor- it works in all kinds of ways, but we also get caught in our media consumption of what media you choose to use that affects a lot so when you're only looking at stuff that makes me feel good because you already agree with it, then you're, you you're going to be caught in this little microcosm of look how everything is good for me. <laughs> you know, like yep. it's, everything agrees with what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. And then if you don't, then you're like, go to hell type of thing. Yeah. And then there just seems just to be ridiculous. the other side. Yeah. Even though they do suck. <laughs> <laughs> whoever they is it doesn't matter yeah. I, I, you know that's something that trump does quite often as i hear him say they like we you know uh oh, it's usually me i have done something because they are against you that yeah. type of that type of stuff i hear that quite a bit like just very generically uh you know uh, we did something great republican party did this because they are bad. Like, it's always like they. They never really says, or he says Democrats sometimes, but it's like they. He always uses the they. It's like gerund, isn't there? Like, could be any they. Yeah. It was the they. Yeah, I just hate being manipulated like that because I'm manipulated too. Everybody, even though you know it's being done to you, you it still affects you. It's one of the things I learned in college is yeah. that even though you know that the media is trying to affect you, you it still works. Yep. It still works. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> yep. And no matter who does it, they're still going to like, you know, you can have someone that says, I'm going to start this new media deal. I, 
it's kind of how I feel about Vice a little bit. Is like they had their whole like you know we're true. This is the true story, and then as it gets bigger and bigger, they get influenced. I just think it's Vice just like, the like the Vice the news. Yeah, Vice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they have their own like perspective on. Oh, things. very much. And it's like you know they started out with the whole like this is real news and this is unbiased and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Mm-hmm. Well, then you kind of see that it's as yeah. it got bigger, it got. More biased. Hmm. I opinion. haven't seen. You know, it's been. That's yeah, just, I don't know. I haven't seen something from Vice in a while either. Huh? Used to be it's still like really. I I love watching it. I mean, hmm. maybe that's my circle of fucking news. But yeah, well, I haven't. I really just haven't. I mean, maybe I should because they were doing some good hard hitting pieces there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then yeah, they got they got big. Yeah, well, like the, I think uh, like the one story that I remember or watching is kind of a like a mini documentary. The guy that went to North Korea um, by pretending to be somebody else, he got fake documents or something. What is account was that? Oh, I'm trying to remember what that was. But if you can see the one, the Vice thing uh, with this guy going to North Korea, wow, wow, basically snuck in the cameras and stuff like that, and just what was going on, really mind blowing. Yeah. That's crazy. That'd be wild to do. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Did he die? Or? Uh, no, he's. Uh, I don't know it. I don't. No, no. He the the trip and everything was fine. Although oh, it was okay. fraught with this kid go sideways at any minute. Oh, okay, that'd be fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Just yeah. to do it because you're, you know, that's a that's a that's brave. That's brave. <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I don't want to go into a like, uh, you know a war I zone. Do that, no. You know. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? Weed. So, what's your favorite weed? Do you have like a? You go through a lot of weed. Is there like what is a weed that you know of that you? This is the type that I like, or I like this strain, this brand that. Fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles. Yeah. Can you still get it? I have it. Really? Yeah. Is that one that you're just? How long have you been growing fruity pebbles? Um, long time, short time. Long time. I've had years. it. Had it for years. Yeah. Wow. Um, two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen, two thousand thirteen, something like that. Mm-hmm. I got a really nice cutting of it, um, and the that was actually the first good weed I ever had after smoking the Mexican shit weed. <laughs> like you know, you're just like. Oh my God, this is green. Yep. Weed is green. You know, you see it in the cartoons and on TV. Like it's green. But <laughs> it's supposed to be green. Oh, my weed was fucking brown. brown. Yeah, reddish. Yeah, yeah red bud. Um, and Fruity Pebbles was the first good, sticky, smelly, that didn't smell like hay weed mm-hmm. that I had. And um, then, like, I didn't have it ever again until I got a cutting of it. And I was like, I. Went to Seattle to the cloners market back in the medical days, <laughs> and he had fruity pebbles, and I was like, "Done! I found what I want." And it's just like a really good, creative, kind of a uplifting. I can smoke it in the day. <laughs> I can smoke it in the morning. I can smoke it at night. It's just one of my uh, has a. I love fruity weed. I don't know. I just like fruit. So mm-hmm, I like fruity mm-hmm, weed and. Mm-hmm. It's super fruity. It has that cereal kind of smell to it, kind of sugary. Um, that's probably one of my all-time favorite beats. Wow. Yeah. 
Hmm. Um, other than that, like Purple Punch, I'm smoke like we smoked we're smoking that right now. Mm-hmm. Um actually, and I really enjoy that one. Mm-hmm. That's one this is the first time I grew it was this last summer. Mm-hmm. So that's been like an a new favorite, I guess. I guess it's my favorite right now because I'm smoking it. Yeah. <laughs> I like all weeds. I like sativas in the morning, indicas in, at night. I like something that's not too... What's interesting is it's like I started growing weeds so I didn't have to go wait for my weed man because that could be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have like... I don't ever, I I just have a lot of weed. And so I can smoke however much I want. But I've noticed in like last probably year or two, I've like cut down on my weed consumption drastically. Like I don't wake and bake every day. I wait till afternoon, Monday through Friday to smoke, which I mean, I smoke every day, but this is a huge cutback for me. I was smoking like two plus ounces a month for a long time. Yeah. And now I smoke, honestly, I'd probably smoke less than an ounce a month now. We got too much shit going on? Um, yeah, I guess like I've just... Your brain needs to be clear? Yeah, my brain needs to be clear. I don't need to be in a cloud all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I've smoked more weed in a year than probably the average adult <laughs> smokes in their life. So yeah. Like, <laughs> I've rolled thousands of joints by my hands. Like, I don't, I don't need that anymore. I guess mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know doing mushrooms. I don't do mushrooms often anymore. It's, I don't know. Every once in a while, it's nice, but good cleanse, <laughs> feed the soul a little bit. But yeah, I just it's nice to not be stoned sometimes yeah. that was you know in your like 20s your college yeah i just get fucked up yeah. getting drinking smoking yeah. whatever yeah. like partying you know college parties whatever like you know you got your taco tuesday night you got your wasted wednesday night you got your thirsty thursday <laughs> your whatever friday and, and, then, your, and then it's friday saturday yeah then it's the weekend so then you, you know, watch football yeah and that was you know it's like okay well i've done enough of that and i kind of want to just remember more shit (laughs) yeah you only have so much life i was at uh i was at my um steve de benedetto oh uh uh-huh yeah i was visiting him at the old family friend yeah his uh electrical company and his buddy corky who was our used to be our electrician out in ellensburg he just retired, and he was, like, showing me on a... It was the coolest, like, analogy. He showed me on a ruler. He was, like, gets it out there to... I think it's, like, a 68. So he got it at 68 inches, and he put his thumb right there. Took the ruler out to, like, 85, and he was, like, so that's how much life I've spent, and this is how much I've got left. And I was, like, you know, that's a great analogy. I've never seen anyone use a ruler to do that. To measure. Tape measure. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, damn, it put it into perspective. I was, like... I'm still back there, so I'm doing pretty good. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just still like, you know, I kind of want to remember the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, and I've noticed my memory has gotten, my last 10 years have gotten clear and that I'm not as, not stoned 
as much. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So, and I remember you Huge said effect. something to that effect, like probably when I was in my early twenties, and I was like, "Yeah, whatever, Uncle Tom." Like, what did I say? Um, you gave me the moderation talk. Oh, just said that you know, pot is good. It's fun. You know, smoke till you're dying days, whatever, but you don't always need to be stoned. Yeah. And I didn't listen to you until like a year or so ago. And I was like, yeah, well, Uncle, I remember Uncle Tom telling me. It only took you 10 years. It took me 10 years to, for it to sink in. Uh, well, you know, hey. It sunk in. Well, I think I, I think I can remember that. I said uh, uh, marijuana is not a lifestyle. Yeah. I've definitely made it a lifestyle. Yeah, well, totally. But, well, you know, it is now, but I mean, that, but just living your life as, as stoned is, yeah, you know, it's not a way to fly. Yeah. But, well, some so. people do. I mean, plenty of people do, you know, uh, make careers out of it. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, right. Or, uh, to, yeah, others. Yeah, a lot of famous people who got famous and carried the whole marijuana plant with them. Cheech and Chong. Yep. Prime examples. Yep. Doug, 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 get, uh, what's get that? high with Doug. Get high with get Doug. Get Doug with high. Get, yeah, that's it. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's his name, though? Doug. Doug Benson. Doug Benson, comedian. Yeah. That's, I mean, that guy is high all the time. All the time. Yeah, I bet. He said so. I mean, time he gets up, time he goes to bed, he's he's high all the time. Well, I used to do that. It's, you can do that. I, I don't, I don't hate on it, but I've just found... As I get older, the less I want, I guess, you know? Well, yeah, you did. Well, you know, your body Maybe. is different, dude. Yeah. Body is different. I mean, just I think about, uh, actually, you know, the older I get, we, uh, it's like the, I found out the more I was drinking. So, like, I mean, come home from work every day, have a beer, maybe yep. two. I do the same thing. Every day. Every day. And then I just started realizing, I do this every day. And I'll have like, you know, a beer in the afternoon, like with lunch or something. Or maybe I'm out in the yard in the summertime, I'm going to drink a beer. I just started thinking like, how much beer do I actually drink? And then like, oh, okay, well, wow, you just start thinking about that. Because I know I don't drink at all. I don't get drunk. Maybe I get a little something. A little buzz. If, buzz I, get, if I drink two, but it's nothing, you know, crazy. Yeah. And, uh, but if I have two good, like, you know, uh, the, the, uh, you know, higher alcohol beers, not yeah, like a something bush like light. A seven or an eight. Yeah, I mean, if we have two of those, I'm going to feel that. I mean, I'm not going to sleep that well. You know, I'll still sleep great. No. Um, my problem is I start to feel good. And it's like, okay, you know what? I have one more sense. <laughs> right. And then I'm out there playing pool at the bar, and it's like, fuck, I just had four beers since I've, all right, I should probably cut back to like a Coors Light now, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but. Yeah, no, I've, I noticed, like, I definitely drink a lot more beer now that I haven't smoked as much weed. Weird. But yeah. so, w- Elise and I, over the holidays, we were only we we're only going to have a drink when it was social. It's the only time you're doing out doing stuff with people. Because that time of year, man, like, at Thanksgiving on to after New Year's. Oh, it's... it's there's a lot of parties going on then. Yeah. You know, and a lot of... And there's a lot of alcohol going on. So you really don't need to supplement that with drinking all day, every other day too, you know? Yeah. 
And you just go out, maybe just have a drink with a friend. Hey, it's Christmas. You want to go out and have a drink with us? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so you go out and have a drink. And okay, that's great. And then the next day, okay, you come home and you have make dinner and you have a glass of wine. And then you know, you know maybe know, stoners should listen to this because that's a great way to be social. A lot of stoners will like, you know, go into their caves and smoke weed. Yeah. Make it a social thing, and oh, then you'll all, make more friends. That's, I thought that was that's why I, that's one of the reasons I like marijuana is it's social because the stoners would go and go in the basement and go hang out, and then yeah. and then you pass it, and it's a and it's a you create a relationship with people as you pass the same pipe or or joint or whatever. And then I'm loading a bowl right now. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, we were talking about like lack of consumption, mm-hmm. or I guess. Consuming in more moderation. Consuming in more moderation. Yeah. Once you start, just it just kind of adds up quick. Because you don't, I don't, I don't, and I still don't think I drink a lot. I still didn't think I drank a lot, but and not only that, but the 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 f what is it the some governmental guidelines for health mm-hmm. is still um, twelve ounces of beer or eight ounces of wine or a shot of liquor is okay once every day. Okay. So I'm just an overachiever then. Yeah, overachiever. All right. Well, okay. so when you get the recommendation from the government, yeah, it's okay to, you can have that. You you should, yeah. you know, you kind of should. <laughs> like uh, a beer after work. Right. And What's then. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. I think there's a lot of people that do it. You know, um, um, who was it? Uh, um, the former girlfriend's uncle. Uh, her, so my girlfriend's mother thought that her brother was an alcoholic because his thing was he'd come home and he'd have a gin and tonic. He'd have a gin and tonic, and that's just like that's what he had. Yeah. And so she thought he was he's an alcoholic because he does that. He drinks every day. Now that is true. That is a form of alcoholism. If you drink every day, you just have to. But it, it's okay. But it's when you have to have that drink every day. That's the yeah. difference between just enjoying alcohol and being, being an alcoholic. alcoholic. It's when you have to have that drink. So. You gotta stop, reassoci- re reassess the situation. Like, wait, am I? Could, do I need this? Uh, you know, because you just it just becomes habit. Yeah, it's just like anything else. Like we we're talking earlier, you know, sometimes you just need to step back and like yeah. evaluate things and be able to, in this sense, have that conversation with yourself and kind of put yourself in check. Kind of like the morning routines. Morning routines, which we do. Well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you still do that. You do like so. It's basically we do five questions. Yeah, you do the five questions. I do the five questions. Are you writing every day too, or not? I have not started writing, but I did get. I got my notebook. Yeah. For the three pages deal. What's stopping you? Laziness. Well, so you just don't really want to do it. Because if you really wanted to do it, it'd be done, right? Yeah, you need some internal motivation for it. Internal motivation. What you so why what you have to associate? So here you go. You're going to get some Tony Robbins training here. So you have to associate not doing it with a lot of pain. You have to associate doing it with a lot of pleasure. So you need to think. What is the pleasure? You have to keep thinking. I love. I love writing this. I really. I want to write. That's a thing in your head. Saying you want to do something instead of I need to do it or I have to do it. It's different in your head when you want to do something. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So get the. Uh, So you need some internal motivation that you need to create. That's going to say I or even reward yourself. What's you get a reward after doing three pages? What's that reward? Maybe. I mean. Yeah, and I guess I probably should just start off by like not saying I need to do this in the morning. Oh, just do it whenever. Well, yeah, it's preferable I mean, I, I, in the morning. Ideally, it would be 
but it's just like the coffee art. Like some days, you know what? I'll spill my coffee in the morning, but shit, I woke up late. I hit snooze a couple too many times and I don't have time to do it right now. But you know, when I take a break at lunch or whatever, like I'll do the coffee art then. Yeah, well, we're doing and then that way. I'm still getting it done. And we're doing a coffee art thing where it's the you, you take a cup, your cup of coffee in the morning, yep. you spill it on a piece of white paper, and and yeah, wipe it up a little bit, but don't spread it around. And then dry it, dry and it. then whatever you see, you draw. Yeah, like cloud watching, or there's that book, children's books, uh, something spilt milk. Hmm. I don't know, and it's like little shapes then it's like well what does this look like i don't know it's a children's book that i remember mm-hmm. reading and then this whole thing kind of like makes me reminisce about that book I know, cool i need to find that book one day yeah was um, it one you had with your mom yeah well I bet she might she have probably it. still has it good but yeah no so like that's nice in the mornings and then doing the honestly the questions have helped a lot Aren't those cool? So the, it's basically five questions. Yeah. The first one is... Uh, I'm grateful for today. Yeah, what I'm grateful for today. That's and usually that's... Th- three things. Sometimes I put five or six. Okay. I'm Sometimes I'm just like, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for my glasses. I'm grateful for microphones. I'm grateful for cars. I'm grateful for gasoline. I'm grateful for paint. You know, yeah. whatever. Just be grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Then the next one is what would make today great. Yeah. I love doing that. What That's can like I go? What's gonna, what, what can I do to make today great? What I like is how it starts out with like positive questions, like "What am I grateful for?" What would make today great? The next one is daily affirmation. Yeah. So like, I am. I am positive. Thing something positive. So it's all positive, and then you. Then the next one is amazing things that happened yesterday. Yeah. So it's all positive, and the very last one is what would have made it better. Yeah. That is my favorite question. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. It's always hard um, sometimes. I find it hard to go, wow, I had a pretty good day. What can I have done? Yeah, some days it's like, you know what? If this had gone better, if this had gone better, it would have been a better day. And then, you know, if I'm rushed. But then other times it's like, some days it's like more reflective. And it's like, you know, if I'd have fucking done these goddamn three pages of writing yesterday, yeah, right. <laughs> that might that might have fucking made it better. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of that like self evaluation a little mm-hmm, bit, and mm-hmm. I, especially being a stoner, like your days kind of roll together, <laughs> and yeah. it's huh. I found it nice to just like have those questions. They like help me remember yesterday, in mm-hmm, a way. and like mm-hmm. you know, okay, well, what's really you reflect? Going? Yeah, yeah, reflection, and just like I think it helps being present in the moment. Yeah, like mindfulness. Mindfulness. Like, I'm a practice. I'm a practitioner. Yeah, so I think that's cool, and that's where I think, like, I am, like, halfway motivated, I guess, to do the three pages. That's, like, where my motivation comes from, and mm. my, like, lack of getting up early and prioritizing that, well, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, but, yeah I've, you know what, that, so I have discovered when I do those, and three pages is you just sit down and write three pages longhand, college rule paper, just just three pages, one front, two yeah, three sides of page, and um, yeah, and just 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 do it. Just write that that just that length, whatever you want to write. I mean, and there are days where I I just 
can't. <laughs> you know, like I just, I'm like, I, I just can't. I just don't. Yeah. I don't want to write anymore. I'm done writing, and I'll write that on there. I don't want to write anymore. I'm done writing. Why am I doing this? I think I'm wasting my time. Period. Done. Okay, I'm out. You know, and like, okay, once I think I'm wasting my time, why do it? Right. Yeah. Uh, but they say you should just go over that. Just keep doing. Just keep go go forward. Just keep going past it, and then something else will come out. And it's true. Something else comes out. Um, but uh, that I've noticed that, that when I I meditate before I do it, so I get up, okay. I make coffee, I splash some coffee, I meditate, and then so I meditate for about ten minutes, and then I do something that uh, that uh, Ferris Tim Ferris says it calls his monkey mind because he'll meditate and then he says I just let my mind go, whatever goes on, I just let it loose. Just, just just let it go and I, I what I find is that then I get creative in those three pages where uh, the creative idea flows so well that I have three pages is sometimes not enough okay I'm almost like intimidated by the fact that it has to be three pages this but I guess it doesn't good. have to be three pages well, no, well they, I get get used to doing three pages just, just do it I mean it's just like just just let it out I mean like the first time I wrote I wrote this 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 poet this story about uh a camel and a jaguar in the forest just out of my brain like yeah. what the hell is that and then other times it's two people talking like uh I, one of them one is like uh, uh i think it started off with bill and george were in a coffee shop they come here every day and then i just wrote an entire three-page story based on that most time yeah or sometimes i just sit there and i'm bitching about my day or yeah. you know i don't want to be here writing this and i just I just let it go just keep just keep doing it because then you'll maybe you'll suddenly you'll go on some political rant you know just whatever's going on in your head just write it out and just it's good yeah that'd be good yeah yeah so that, i want to add that and then i think just you know keeping like weed in check a little bit and adding yeah. some like good morning routines and nice you know, I start the day out. right, man. Yeah, dude, I tell you what, I, I um, uh, there's uh, I get so much more done in a day when I wake up at four in the morning, and compared to what I get done at say I get up at six. Yep, or even five. That hour, I mean, I'm just amazed at how much more I can get done in the mornings before the morning starts. You know, like it's amazing. Yeah, when I was, yeah, during I the like summer it. when we we're doing pulling tarps in the morning, it's like, you know, we're up at, my alarm goes off at three. And then, yeah, my day's over and it's only like 2.30. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I but yeah, there's a difference between, you know, like uh, like uh, morning edition at uh, Northwest Public Broadcasting. That's That show begins at 5 a.m. Yeah, right? So you're up at three yeah you know hopefully you're in there by i wouldn't i would get in there at 3 30 i've done it before i i need you know i take an hour and a half to get to make sure it's right before it goes on the air uh, but you know like depending on who you are i mean you can come in there just like i just got out of the shower or whatever can run into work because well that's the tough part of doing like a morning show is getting up yeah uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've been late plenty. I used to do mornings. I've been plenty late to those, you know, like, oh, shit, you know. Well, yeah, I think we're, I think we, we're good. Yeah. Let's, let's cut it there. Always that. a pleasure having you here on Conversations, Zach. Love Thanks for coming here. back. Yeah. Yeah, you're the first two-timer. All right. <laughs> All right. Two-timers? Two <laughs> right? yes. All right. Love you. Love you. Love you.
And there he is, Zach Decker, ladies and gentlemen. Old McDonald's Farm Marijuana. Yeah. Uh, and Binks Buds. Just fascinating, I think, the whole marijuana and pot business. And it's an exponential growth, it seems. Uh, very interesting. And um, thank you for listening to this conversation. And thanks to the Moscow Brewing Company for sponsoring this podcast once again. We'll have another podcast here, another conversation soon. I'm using air quotes there. You can't see it, but I'm doing that. And um, be well. I think the phrase of this time that we're in, be well. And uh, try not to drink too much, okay, or smoke too much. All right. That's it. I am Tom Cocaine, your host, over and out. (laughs) 